back to another Back Row Dolphin show. As usual, it is me, your host, Bark, and we are going to talk about what happened in the draft. My goodness, that it started out hot and heavy. So let's get right to it. We have a new franchise quarterback. His name is Tua Tagovailoa, and I was very afraid that we were going to make a trade to move up and get him. We didn't have to do that. We actually got to a at the five spot, which is what I wanted in a sense. I didn't want to move up to get him, but we got him. Now let's hope he stays healthy. That's the big question. Maybe maybe Miami can help him to put a little weight on, maybe become a little more durable, and maybe all the draft picks they spent on the offensive line will help him out. So, Two at five. Then we went 18. I called this a little while. Little while. Or called this a little while. Back on the party. What now? Austin Jackson, pick 18. Tackle USC. Huge kid. Huge upside. But also not a very safe floor. So there is a little bit of bust potential there. But I do think Austin Jackson with the right tutelage can be a very good tackle. Now, granted, if he's playing at the left tackle spot, that's not to his blind side. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next, third third pick in the first round. Surprisingly traded back a little bit to pick up an extra fourth, which we traded anyways. But Noah Igbenogany, cornerback, Auburn. I've done a little bit of research on this guy, and I know that he has massive potential uh, he should slot in as our nickelback with Bobby McCain slotting back to safety. We'll we'll see how that works out. Safety is still a, a pretty large area of need. We'll, we'll get to one of the draft picks here in a minute. But Noah Igbenogany, you can never have enough corners. Xavier Howard was hurt. Uh, he, he has not been a pillar of health. So Byron Jones, then we got Noah Igbenogany. This should work out okay. I mean, I still actually have faith in Xavier and Howard, but again, we will see how it all plays out. Uh, I do like the pick, though. I, I Anytime we pick a cornerback, I'm, I'm not going to complain about that one bit. So on to the second round where we had two picks. The first one we use on Robert Hunt, uh, tackle out of Louisiana. So two out of our first four picks are... Our offensive lineman, which is exactly, exactly what we needed to do. Now, I don't know if they're going to put Robert Hunt at the right tackle position or if he's going to play guard. So far, it looks as if he's going to play guard, but he's another large body, 6'5", 322. And th this makes you wonder because we also draft... God, let me get through these picks. I just want to talk so much. Raquan Davis was the next second rounder, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Another massive body, 6'7", 312. Not a lot of floor there, but a lot of upside. So uh, he's a project. He's going to have to be worked with. I thought it was a bit of a reach for Raquan Davis myself, but we will see how it works out. This is where the draft gets a little funny for me. I thought we passed on some real value at certain spots. Like I was really encouraged at the first three, four, four picks, I was happy with Robert Hunt out of Louisiana, but I was, it started to get dicey for me after that. Third round, Brandon Jones, safety out of Texas. Not a lot of work done on him, so I'm going to have to watch some tape on Brandon Jones. I hope he can be a solution for us at safety. But again, he was not a name on my radar. Complete surprise when they picked Brandon Jones. 
Round four, Solomon Kinley, guard out of Georgia, 6-4-3-35. So we signed Eric Flowers in the offseason. Uh, we also brought in Ted Karras, who I don't know if he's going to play center or guard, but there, there's reason to think that Miami might might train all of these offensive linemen to be jack-of-all-trades and just see what works. Wouldn't surprise me to see Eric Flowers playing a little bit of right tackle and uh, guys like Robert Hunt that we just drafted playing guard and tackle, switching back and forth with Eric Flowers. It's, it's going to be a very interesting, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with the offensive line. Next pick in the fifth round was Jason Strobridge, defensive end, North Carolina, and they went back to back on defensive ends and grabbed Curtis Weaver, uh, defensive end as well. He was one of the top guys on the board in day three. So I thought that was some great value with Curtis Weaver there. The next pick was just what the, what, what, what the, what? Blake Ferguson, a long snapper, no real value that we know of as an offensive lineman. He is strictly a long snapper. And this one just confused me. A long snapper in the sixth round. Very, very confusing. Maybe they saw something in this guy that suggests that he can be a center with a little bit of training. I honestly have no idea. And then the seventh round, we we really, we really spent a lot of picks to move up. We had multiple sevenths at one time, multiple fourths, and somehow we ended up coming out of this draft with way less players than we had picks. We definitely did some moving and shaking across the board, but Malcolm Perry out of Navy, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver hybrid. I don't know if he's going to be the slot guy of the future, if he's going to be just a gadget guy, uh, but I do like the player, just unsure what they're going to do with him. But hey, a seventh rounder, a guy with versatility, Brian Flores loves versatility, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. So let, let's go back to this a little bit. Um, the the offensive line situation. We we really did a pretty great job at addressing the line. That doesn't mean it's going to be good right out of the gate, but we definitely did a good job there trying to get enough talent to, to move forward. And we got a couple young guys from last year that could develop. So I am very encouraged at the offensive line. I am encouraged that we did take some D linemen. I was a little surprised that we didn't go uh, linebacker at all, which I don't think we necessarily had to. I mean, we, we've we got Jerome Baker, Raekwon McMillan. Uh, Elandon Roberts was a, a pretty solid reserve signing. And then, of, cor- of course, we got Kyle Van Noy. So it's not like we had to go linebacker, but I don't think it would have hurt to go linebacker a little bit just to have a developmental guy there. Of course, we did invest in the defensive backfield a little with Brandon Jones and Noah Igbenogany. But safety still safety still a concern. Hopefully the cornerbacks can really lock it down and we can play a brand of defense where maybe we're rotating that nickel corner uh, in and out. Maybe we're trying different guys at safety. Uh, maybe guys like Nick Needham. We did get Clayton Fajetalum. I, I I forget that sometimes, but I think he has the potential to actually play safety at a decent level. So let's let's take a look at the depth chart post-draft. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick probably still going to open up the season as the starter, 
uh, with Tua Tagovailoa right behind him. I don't know what we're doing with Josh Rosen. Is he our long-term backup of the future? Uh, I, I thought we might trade him in this draft. That didn't happen. So Josh Rosen still on this team. So we've got a couple young guys along with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jake Rudock, I expect him to be uh, cut or waived pretty soon. Then we've got the, the fifth round pick. This is what I've been waiting to talk about as well. So we're going through this draft, and, and my thoughts are, how do we pass on J.K. Dobbins? How did we also pass on a guy like Zach Moss? How did we just continue to pass on running backs? And it actually worked out brilliantly. So fifth round pick traded for Matt Bereda. Matt Bereda is a guy can't always stay healthy. He plays nicked up a lot, and sometimes he does miss games. But this kid is electric with the football in his hands. He is a very good running back. We snagged him with a fifth, so we get experience. We've got an NFL guy right now in Matt Bereda. So we got Jordan Howard, Matt Bereda. That, that's the top two guys on the depth chart at the running back position, and I'm pretty encouraged by that. I've always been a fan of grabbing guys on the cheap. I mean, Matt Bereda, he's not going to cost a ton, $2.3 million, I believe. But between him and Jordan Howard, we should have a formidable enough running game to get the job done. Now, we didn't really do much at wide receiver. Malcolm Perry, again, don't know what we're going to do with him. Uh, but but we do need something. Right now, it's just Devontae Parker, and that is basically it. Unless Mac Hollins comes along, I don't know if Albert Wilson can ever stay healthy, but we'd save $10 million by cutting him. So the wide receiver core, I'm not that encouraged. I still am not 100% confident in Devontae Parker. I still think that could be a fluke because he it took him five years to even get going. So I am a tad bit worried. We do have young guys like Gary Jennings that was drafted last year by the Seattle Seahawks and Alan Hearns, who's had a little bit of success here and there in the league. But outside of that, it's a little scary. So looking at the initial projected depth chart, we got Austin Jackson at left tackle with Eric Flowers at left guard. Then we got Ted Karras at center. Shaq Calhoun at right guard, and we do. It does look like Robert Hunt initially is assumed to be the right tackle for us, protecting to his blind side when he makes it in the game. And that that looks a lot better. That looks a lot better. So we got some high draft capital guys, Eric Flowers, Ted Cross. It could be a solid unit. Could be a really good unit. It's the only time will tell. So then we go on through the depth chart, just looking for possible changes from what we drafted. Noah Igbenogany slotting in as the nickel cornerback, like we said. Eric Rowe, Adrian Colbert currently listed as the starting safeties. I, see, that is that is still a need. Hopefully Brandon Jones balls out for us and shows that he's ready to play and, and bring some intensity uh, to that deep defensive backfield. So only time will tell. It, it would be nice. I wanted to see Miami sign some undrafted free agents. It didn't happen. Uh, not yet that I have seen. There's been a lot of signings, but I've not seen any Miami signings as of the moment. So what do you guys think? Let me know what you guys think about the draft. I was pretty encouraged, but it started to get a little weird with the long snapper selection. I don't know. My, my main goal was please get us some offensive line help, hopefully a franchise quarterback, but it all starts with the line. I would have been okay with waiting till next year if Tua wouldn't have fell and just drafting uh, a quarterback next year. But 
to FL. It worked out. We got the guy we probably wanted all along. If he stays healthy, he is going to be a game changer. There is no doubt about that. This kid is absolutely an elite level talent. He just has to stay on the field. So we'll see. That's that's all we can say right now as Miami Dolphins fans is we'll see. That's the frustrating part. So Tua, stay healthy. If Tua stays healthy, there's no doubt in my mind we've got the best quarterback we've had since Dan Marino. Consider me nervous for the next handful of months until we see Tua Tagovailoa come out of preseason, end of the season, healthy and ready to go. Still scared. Still scared. But I really didn't want Justin Herbert that much. I would have been okay with it, but... Two is definitely a better talent, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens. How many times have I said we'll see this episode? Is it 50, 60, 70? Who knows? But yeah, Matt Barreta, that was a welcome addition. Right now, this Miami Dolphins team looks much better than the 2019 team. And the 2019 team played pretty well down the stretch. So excited to be a Dolphins fan right now. Excited as hell. I hope you guys are too. I will bring you some more in-depth analysis as we go through these picks. It's only been one day since the draft concluded. So we'll dive in, get a little more info on these rookies, a little more info on the depth chart and what it may look like after this draft. And hopefully we we can grab a receiver to post-free agency, third wave, I guess you could say. We could definitely use one. So Thank you guys for listening. We will bring more Miami Dolphins content as it comes. But right now, trying to dissect this draft and just find out how good of a how good of a team are you? Just just how good of a team are you? Tell me that. Okay. All right. See you next time.